BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. In this planet, kisses on the counter, things I never took for granted. I swear that I can't let you go. You got me all emotional. You used to tell me everything. Now you're not approachable. All the laughs that we shared, I thought this never be. Now all we got is missed calls and red receipts. I know I seen this coming. I really tried to stop this. There's so many things I know that we could accomplish. This house ain't the same when I cannot see your face. Welcome to Royal Rebounds TV with Calvin and Barry. Just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings and they sharing their opinion. So be sure that you subscribe. It's for the fans, by the fans. Whether you chilling on the couch or wilding in the stands. For laid back conversations about the Kings, subscribe here. Staying down until we come up thinking this gonna be our year. We're here drinking beer, talking about the Kings. Be sure you subscribe so you can hear that bell ring. Yeah. What's up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, the Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans, by fans. Unfortunately, the Kings lose tonight, 142-134 to the San Antonio Spurs. The Kings' first overtime loss of the season, Calvin, making them now 4-1 uh, in overtime games. And actually, the Spurs' first overtime win of the season, making them 1-5 yes. now in overtime. Uh, but welcome into the show, everybody. Calvin, how you feeling? Uh, disappointed, obviously, like everybody else is, you know, uh, playing a, a team that's out of it. You're favored by 17 in this game. I don't remember the last time the Kings were favored by 17 to win a game. So disappointed, but hey, the the clinch party or the, the division championship clinching party, just going to have to wait another day, I guess. We'll see. I mean, uh, the Phoenix Suns are playing right now. If they lose today, the Kings do clinch the division. That is true. So that's good news there. Um, yeah, unfortunate loss for the Kings today. But, Calvin, honestly, uh, anybody betting on the Kings favored by 17, that's a sucker bet, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that is 100% a sucker's bet. So, unfortunately, the Kings didn't win tonight, but that's okay. We're going to still continue to celebrate here on Royal Rebounds, and we want you to all celebrate as well. Uh, please don't forget to smash up that like button, hit that subscribe button. We are live after every single Kings game. Win or lose, and uh, we're going to be in town in, what, two weeks from now? Yeah. Two weekends from now yeah. to uh, celebrate the Kings making the playoffs and go to the first playoff game at Golden One Center, Calvin. I uh, want to give a couple shout-outs here. Jesus is here. Shout-out to Jesus. Skip is here. Bouncer is here. Tom, Tito, Anonymous. 
Uh, Lane is here. Uh, who's this? Kai. Welcome in, guys. Welcome in. Hopefully you're having a wonderful Sunday. Hopefully this King's loss did not ruin your Sunday uh, because it shouldn't. What's up, Patrick? It definitely shouldn't ruin your Sunday. Um, but, Calvin, give me your first thoughts on the game tonight. Just a, a real disjointed game. A lot of, you know, ticky-tack fouls called, hard to get any rhythm. Uh, the Kings with a slow start again. You kind of had the feeling like they were going to turn it on in the second half per usual. It just never came. I, I mean, the the Spurs, give them credit. They played really well. They shot lights out in overtime. I mean, yes, the defense was not good for most of this game, but a lot of those shots in overtime were highly contested shots. And the Spurs knocked them down. I mean, it's hard to game plan or scout teams that are playing guys that really haven't gotten a lot of minutes this season. These guys are going to play hard, you know, because it's their opportunity. I think it was a good um, kind of, we talk about teaching moments a lot, all of that stuff. Humbling moment yeah. for Sacramento, you know. Uh, hopefully they're able to respond and, and finish off the season tough. But, man, uh, Give the Spurs credit. They played really, really well. Yeah, I mean, uh, Calvin, who do you think's more disappointed in the outcome of the game today, Kings fans or Spurs fans? <laughs> That's Yeah, it's a toss-up at this point. <laughs> you saw me while we were watching the game. I'm like, why are the Spurs trying to win this game? Yeah, they definitely didn't look like a team that was trying to lose. Where are they at in the standings here? Uh, 20 and 58. Holy cow. So, it was uh, just their seventh road win all season long. Wow. And this puts them uh, one win ahead of the Houston Rockets. Uh, wow. That's crazy. Um, but, yeah, shout-out to the Spurs. They played harder than the Kings tonight. Shout-out to Dougie McBuckets. 30 points off the bench. The dude was shooting lights out. Kings just couldn't get any stops today, Calvin. Couldn't get any yep. stops. They started this game super flat, weren't making many shots, especially threes early in the game. You thought that, hey, maybe the third quarter the Kings are going to come out and just blow them out. Maybe the fourth quarter. Then we're like, maybe overtime. Um, the Spurs were ready. Never happened. They wanted to win this game. We me I mentioned overtime here. The Spurs were... 100% from the field in overtime until that block late in. At that point, I think they were already up six or eight. Yep. Um, and were able to secure the win for the Kings. But like I said, I'm not panicking. I'm not worried about this game. The rest of the wins will come when we need them. Uh, but, Calvin, uh, I do have to say the 49-win prediction by Martin is looking pretty good right now. It's looking solid. This was supposed to be a win. I mean, everyone looked at the calendar and were like, this is a win. Uh, but it ended up not being one. So, hey, that's that's the reason why they play the games. Um, shout out to Tito. Uh, and Alfie Man is here as well. Um, but And Neil. Tito says, we miss Malik tonight. Yes, Malik Monk was a late scratch. Uh, they had him as listed as injured during pregame warm-ups. I also saw it as leg, lower leg soreness. Uh, which is kind of strange. Uh, any sounds like rest. Yeah, right. Any <laughs> thoughts on that? Like, how are you sore and you got injured in pregame warmups? Yeah, that's that's tough. I mean, obviously, you know, you you want to be cautious going into a game like this. You don't think or or feel like you're going to need Malik to, in order to beat the Spurs. So, giving him an opportunity to rest, maybe. Um, but it turns out they could have used him. Could have used the guy that yeah. scores the most points off the bench. And the Spurs bench absolutely annihilated Sacramento today. Yeah, that they did. <laughs> uh, Alfie Man says, uh, 
what is this? A weird early post game show. That's okay. Or no, Bouncer says that weird post game show early today. That's okay. To next week's gonna be even earlier. Hopefully, hopefully you guys are ready for next week's post game show on Sunday. It's gonna be 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we're gonna be cutting Calvin's hair. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, also, might have a special guest on that show. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Uh, Calvin, uh, would you mind going over the box score tonight? I gotta set up the poll for the haircut. Oh yeah. Uh, De'Aaron Fox leads the way for Sacramento, 28 points, four rebounds, four assists. Uh, he was big in the fourth quarter again, but not enough, uh, obviously. Sabonis, another great game from him. Only two points scored, I think, after the first quarter, but he ends with 26, uh, eight rebounds, six assists. Uh, the dude, he did miss five free throws, which, you know, obviously handicaps the Kings, who attempted 32 for the game. Um, and most guys, I think there was only one other missed free throw besides Sabonis. So Terrence Davis leading the way off the bench with 15 points, three rebounds, one assist. Keegan Murray added 18 points to go along with four, four rebounds. Uh, Kevin Herter, two of 12 from the three-point line, really struggled, 13 points, did grab four boards, three assists, and then a ton of bench points. From San Antonio. We don't even have to go over that. Wow, that was quick. That was quick. Uh, yeah, as what's being mentioned here in the in the chat by Scotty, the Grizzlies lose today. Perfect opportunity for the Kings to get a win and I guess like get even closer. They'd be one win away from that second seed. But hey, they didn't do it tonight. That's okay. Um, I'm trying to stay positive, Calvin, through the rest of the the season here because I got so many memories of doing these post games where the Kings are, you know, 10 games below 500 or, or even worse. And we're just like five games left, left to go. Yep. What are the Kings <laughs> going to do here? What can they do to build off of as far as um, in terms of next season? I don't feel that way today, Calvin. I, I feel like, um, and I hope the Kings don't feel this way, but I feel like I am coasting to the playoffs. I, yeah. I mean, as a fan, that's, you're going to be upset about this one, but you, in the back of your mind, you still know they're going to get home court in the first round. They're still most likely going to win this division. Yeah. Still have a shot at 50 wins. Uh, I mean, look, if they go out and they win the first round playoff series, no one's going to look back at this loss to San Antonio. Yeah, that's very, very true. Four games left on the season. We got one on Tuesday against the Pelicans, Wednesday against Dallas. Then the last home game of the season, regular season, is Friday against the Golden State Warriors. And then Sunday against Denver. So four games left. Calvin, we have a chance, like you said, to make it 50 games. Kings need to go three and they one do. here. Three and one. It, it will be tough, but not uh, impossible. You're right. I'm just checking in here on the scores. Currently, the Lakers are beating the Rockets by a lot. Uh, 119.95, six minutes left in the game. Uh, the Thunder are getting a little bit closer to the Suns. There's uh, just under 11 minutes left in that game. Uh, the Suns are up by seven. Keep your eyes on that game. If the Suns do lose that game, the Kings do lock up the division and the third seed in the Western Conference. Also, 
Don't forget to vote. I do have the poll going in the chat. We're doing this after every single game. It's also on Twitter. So you, if you want to have an extra vote, uh, you can vote on Twitter or you could uh, show up at every single live stream after every game and you can vote and have your voice heard. Uh, the last game will be April 9th and we will be doing the haircut live here on the stream. So decide what Calvin's going to look like. All right, Calvin, um, let's, you, you went over the box score. I just want to dive into a few things tonight. Um, obviously, not a lot of rebounds for the Kings tonight in terms of individual performances. Only eight for Domas Sabonis. Uh, we've been pretty used to this guy being a walking triple-double or pretty close to it. I mean, 26-8-6, and six, that's a great stat line. It is. But not the uh, rebounds that we're used to from the league-leading rebounder. Yeah, uh, San Antonio grabbed... A lot of boards in this one, 52. Um, and there were a bunch of uh, offensive fouls called in this game, particularly the push in the back around the basket. A lot of those. A so lot of those. Sabonis might have had a few more rebounds if it weren't for those calls. Yeah, you mentioned the rebound numbers. Uh, so I'm going to go over the team stats here. King shot 47% from the field as opposed to 53 for the San Antonio Spurs. 38% from three-point range for the Spurs. Uh, an abysmal 25% for the Kings tonight. They made 25 out of 32. Oh, no, sorry. I'm sorry. They made 11 out of 44, 25 of 32 from the free throw line, only 78%, including a couple misses there towards the end, one from Harrison Barnes. Would have definitely loved to have that. The Kings did get out-rebounded tonight, 52-43. Uh, 24 assists tonight for the Kings as opposed to 31 for the San Antonio Spurs. 15 turnovers tonight for the Kings as opposed to 18 for the Spurs. And uh, teams tied 66 points in the paint for each team largest lead of the game for the spurs was 11 kings led by five and they were basically down the entire game yeah till late in the fourth yeah, quarter yeah um i mean if if there was one thing calvin you could really circle here in terms of what the kings could have done better to have a better chance at winning this game what would it be i mean a lot of the numbers are really even in this game right obviously the total rebounds are, are not as good the king's I think just settled way too much for three-point shots again in this game. 66 points in the paint. Uh, they had a, a very clear advantage going inside there, whether it was Sabonis or Fox. I loved the the plays that they ran right out of halftime, getting Keegan Murray posted up on Devontae Graham. He ends up scoring on that play. Mm -hmm. I think that the that Sacramento, you know, excuse me, getting stops down the stretch is – what would have won this game for them. But yeah. I do think that they settled a lot for outside shots. Not even down the stretch. It's getting stops, period, well, yeah. would have helped yes, the Kings win period. this game because the, the faucet was wide open. Uh, the dam was broken. The Spurs were getting to the rack at ease. And then, of course, having 30 points off the bench for Dougie McBuckets, yeah. who was just on fire late in the game, definitely didn't help the Kings. I almost felt like when I was watching this game, like, uh, and, and this may be a little bit of a stretch, so don't at me. Don't hate on me. Um, but I feel like there's moments in the past where you see a really, really good basketball team, and it's kind of late in the season, and they're like, hey, we're going to the playoffs. We're already the best or one of the best teams in the league. We're just going to kind of coast. Um, and then we'll, we'll turn it on with the last two minutes of the game, right? It's like almost like they're bored of the game. They're bored of playing this other team, and they're like, oh, we'll just keep it close. Two minutes, three minutes left in the game. 
we'll really lock down, we'll get some stops, we'll make some buckets, we'll win the game. And that's kind of how it felt like for the Kings, is it felt like, um, you know, they didn't, and I don't want to say this in a bad way, but they didn't really take the Spurs seriously in this game, right? Yeah. They're like, this yeah. is one of the worst teams in the league, one of the worst teams in the Western Conference. We're a good team. We just clinched the playoff spot. We're home. We're feeling good. I don't know if you saw the video about the Kings returning home on the plane at like 1 o'clock in the morning and all the fans there. Um, some of the media members said it was absolutely incredible. I, I yeah. wish I could have been there for that. But I just think that the mindset surrounding this game for the Kings was this is a celebration. This is the first, first game home uh, since we clinched. It's been 16 years. We're playing the worst team in the league or one of the worst teams in the league. We're just going to coast through this game. And they forgot that every team in the NBA is a professional basketball team and every team plays to win. Absolutely. I go back to one of my keys to the game for uh, the second game of the back-to-back against Portland, and that's practice good habits. I mean, you, you got to come out ready to play right away. Yep. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. Um, it, the Kings have gotten themselves down so many times early on and, like you said, relied on that second half. And, yeah, it, it definitely seemed like that was the mindset. You, you know, things aren't going the way you wanted to, but it's all good. We're playing San Antonio. You know, halftime will, will come around and we'll get things right. And, and they just never were able to make enough make any stops, really. I mean, 142 points allowed is not good. Yeah, yeah, 142 is a lot. <laughs> hey, we got to say, it was overtime in this game, so at least it pads it a little bit. But, yeah, it's not good at all. Lane wants to pretend like the game never happened. Yeah, Lane, we could do that. Uh, let's just go over Cal's keys of the game, and we'll never talk about this game ever again. Uh, number one was just I put work on zone defense, but what I really meant was you have an opportunity here against teams that are – not playing like you would expect the Spurs to play today. Uh, you know, not much is going to change in the standings necessarily. So throw in extra wrinkles. Give your guys something to work on that you can use in the playoffs. Uh, you usually got to be up in those games and playing comfortable in order to do those things. So they didn't really have a whole lot of opportunity playing from behind most of the game. Number two, turnovers. San Antonio turned the ball over more than Sacramento, but a lot of key turnovers late in that game. Um, not a lot of poise there from Sacramento. And the number three was move the ball. Uh, it's hard to do that when you turn the ball over. 24 assists is not a bad number, but 30 is the kind of benchmark number that we set for the Kings to really get a feel for how good the ball is moving, how well the offense is uh, attacking and being efficient. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to everybody that's watching right now. And if you are watching and you have not hit that like button, smash that like button, guys. It really helps us grow the channel. We appreciate all the support. And, of course, if you'd like to support us even more, you can sign up for a membership like Jesus here on the channel, like Alfie Man. It really, really helps us. So thank you guys so, so much. Calvin, a couple more questions. And then I I never want to talk about this game ever again. I want to move on uh, and never talk about it ever, ever again. So, First question for you. Um, the Kings obviously are, are on incredible momentum right now, right? They're 
Dude, they have got to be so happy. Like, uh, outside of what happened today, yes. you know, they have to be phenomenal, right? Like, De'Aaron Fox is probably texting all his old buddies, you know, saying, you said I couldn't do this, here I am, right? You know, all the haters can hate, whatever, we're going to the playoffs, all that stuff. And it feels good. Like, this is not a Kevin Durant jumping to the best team in the NBA and going to the finals and winning a championship. This is players that have stuck with a team that's been shit for so long and their hard work is finally paying off in form of wins, and it's looking pretty good. So how do you balance that with the need for urgency in games like this because the season is not over, one? And two, how much does this game kill your buzz if you're a Kings player? Uh, I mean, well, how do you balance that? This is another reason why they went out and hired Mike Brown for moments like these to – keep everybody focused, eyes on the prize, all of that stuff. I mean, it's tough. You do want to celebrate and feel good, especially if you're De'Aaron Fox and Harrison Barnes, who have been here longer than any other king, have more experience with that drought and, and losing year after year. So you do want to take a brief moment to congratulate yourself, you know, feel that the hard work paid off, you did it, all that stuff. Um, but at the same time, you have to be ready because the real test is about to begin for these guys. I, I think that players, for the most part, will do pretty well at that. I mean, most of these guys, you know, Keegan Murray was like five years old when the Kings mass last made the playoffs. So e- even though it means a lot to Maybe him, it's, <laughs> e- it's probably easier to, to turn around uh, or to – refocus yourself you know on the task at hand here but I think that the coaching staff is really what you lean on heavily for that at this point and then does this kill your buzz yeah it does I mean you got to think the last two times they played at home one they had a chance to clinch a playoff spot in front of the home crowd tonight they had a chance to clinch the Pacific Division title in front of the home crowd so that is going to leave a sour taste in players' mouths, I think. And it's going to be a narrative that people continue to talk about. Why do the Kings, why are they so flat at home, but yet they're able to focus and and, uh, really come out playing well on the road? That's a a big question mark for this team, given the fact that they have this great support system at home with the Mm -hmm. crowd. Mm -hmm. You know, Sacramento fans have wanted this for so long. It shouldn't be hard to get up for these games at Golden 1, even a game like this against a San Antonio team that's completely out of it. Yep. You still have a sellout crowd at home. Guys are ready to see that banner go up. Yep. It, it's puzzling. It is. Yeah, Gilbert, uh, Matu didn't play today. It says DNP coach's decision. I think maybe a little bit of rest for Matu. Uh, we've also seen Alex Len play quite a bit more, so I feel like what Calvin's been recommending over the past couple streams is that this Kings team needs to – empower some of the guys that haven't played a lot, figure out what other looks they can go with, uh, and give them something to help build into the playoffs. So that that's what I would assume what, what happened with Metu today. You agree with that? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Glenn is, is getting a lot more minutes, like you said, and um, they're not going to take Trey Lyles out of the lineup necessarily. He's yeah. been one of the best players off the bench all year. So I think Mike Brown is just – he's been searching for somebody to lock down that backup center position all season long. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you go into the playoffs, in-game adjustments, matchups are going to be a big deal. So he wants to see if there's a bigger body on, out there for this team that can come in and help them. 
Yeah, yeah, and Sabonis has been in foul trouble and stuff like that, so definitely a need there. Um, but yeah, Calvin, I definitely feel you on on how the Kings didn't show up today um, and how it could be a little interesting how they haven't shown up at home at certain times this season when the crowd has been there. You have, like you said, this great support system, um, but it's a young team. This is their first year being good, I would say. Um, but you got to do better. You got to learn every you game. Do. You got to learn. You got to get better. And, and that's, that's what makes a loss like this. Okay. To me is, is if you learn and you move on and you get better. Um, if you don't, then, then this was a wasted opportunity. So Calvin, you know, what do you think the Kings can take from this loss tonight in terms of how to be better, how to get better, how to not have something like this happen again? I think it's pretty simple, actually. I mean, they've had this issue all season long. Slow starts, playing against teams that don't have their best players available. Uh, you know, I, w- I don't want to say playing down to your competition because even with this loss, I think they're still 27-10 and 10 against teams with below 500 records. Mm. Uh, but th- they have had some really puzzling losses at home. The Hornets earlier this year, the Wizards blew them out. Now this San Antonio game... It's about being more disciplined and, and and coming out ready, really. I mean, you know, it's one thing to put yourself in a hole over and over again and rely on the fact that your offense is the best offense in the NBA to take that into the second half. But in the playoffs, you got no shot if you play games like that. There's yep. just no chance. So that's the biggest thing to me. It's, it's more focus, more, uh, you know, just being ready to play coming out of the gate right away great point i mean they still put up 134 points so it's not like you know absolutely nothing they were doing was working it comes down to getting stops securing rebounds and starting the game much much better yeah great great point i i think that's exactly what the kings need to do is they need to focus on how how do you prepare yourself to be better better at the beginning of games you can't like you said you can't rely on on the performances of the third and the fourth quarter you need to get out better you need to get to a hot start there was a moment in this game it was tied 2020 at the beginning and i was like man the kings are playing like shit right now they're they're playing horrible and i was like as soon as they start making shots this is going to be a blowout and then they didn't make any shots <laughs> i mean you you look at De'Aaron fox tonight oh oh of eight from three-point range Kevin Herter, 2 of 12 from three-point range, tries to take a, a three from, like, uh, Roseville to yeah. try and tie this or at least cut the lead late in the game. Uh, you know, you got to be better. And I don't think any of this or all of this had to do with missing Malik Monk tonight. No, definitely not. All right, so now that we got that out of the way, um, you want anything Anything else you want to say about this game? Because I don't want to talk about this game ever again. Nope, ever, it's in the rearview mirror. Deal? Deal. We're not bringing it up anymore. You guys aren't going to bring it up. Nobody's bringing it up. We're moving on. We're not talking about whatever happened today. I don't even remember what happened today, Calvin. Uh, I want to move on. Um, And I want to talk about the rest of the schedule. Uh, But before we do that, we have some breaking news here. Uh, Breaking news yesterday. Uh, The NBA and the NBA PA have a preliminary agreement, I guess, is... They've come to terms, at least. Come to terms um, on the new CBA, which takes it takes into effect uh, next season. Calvin, what are your thoughts on this? I'm going to bring up the entire thing so I can I can touch on some of the major points. But uh, give give me your first thoughts. Well, I mean, you're happy to hear that there's uh, not going to be any 
issue or worries about a, a lockout or a labor dispute. It's a seven-year deal, takes it through the end of the decade to 2030. Uh, some really interesting little pieces in this in-season tournament, which you know I think is a pretty de- highly debated term, mm-hmm. whether you're a player or a fan. Uh, and the overlying or underlining issue here was teams paying deep into the luxury tax, keeping players longer that way, or, you know, building these super teams by being able to spend incredible amounts of money. So limiting teams options to do that, giving lower uh, market teams, smaller market teams, better advantages, middle of the season, things like that. Uh, It's, it's interesting. I think you're gonna, you're not really going to understand what it means in terms of effect until maybe a couple of years in. Definitely. But I, I think that there's uh, intended effects and then there's unintended effects. Yeah. And we see that with every kind of agreement, right? Where it's like a couple of years in, you're like, oh, hey, here's the side effect that happened. We didn't really plan on that. And then the next CBA has to be all formed around how to fix that problem. So a couple of things here. Uh, it's a seven-year agreement. Uh, with an option to opt out for either side after six years. It does go into effect next year. Um, and there are a couple key elements here to the deal. First off, the NBA is curbing the ability of the highest spending teams, such as the Golden State Warriors and the LA Clippers, two teams I don't like, to continue running up salary and luxury tax spending while maintaining mechanisms to add talent to the roster. The league is implementing a second salary cap apron, $17.5 million over the tax line. So in the past, the NBA has had what's considered a soft salary cap, um, and then there's a luxury tax threshold. So there's the, the soft cap, and then you can go over that to bring in uh, players that were already on your team to sign draft picks. There was the mid-level exception. There was stuff like that, um, and, and abilities to go over that cap. As opposed to some other sports, there's a hard cap. Um, but this new second salary cap apron is $17.5 million over the tax line, and those teams will lose several key team-building mechanisms, including the taxpayers' mid-level exception. So uh, if you're a history buff, if you've been watching basketball for a long time, when the Miami Heat assembled their big three, they used the mid-level exception to bring in Mike Miller, who was their fourth option, a shooter, that would no longer be available. Um, Other mechanisms include utilizing cash in trades, moving first-round picks in drafts that are seven years away, which could impact the Clippers and bringing in a guy like Paul George. Uh, Obviously, what happened with Rudy Gobert and stuff like that. Signing free agent players in the buyout market and taking on more money than is being sent out in trades. So a couple things that happened last year. The Clippers made a deal with the Portland Trailblazers to bring in some 3 and D wings. That would not be allowed, uh, according to the new CBA. The Clippers signing John Wall this offseason would not be allowed, uh, according to the new CBA. So definitely targeting targeting that. A couple other things to mention. 
Um, oh, Golden State wouldn't have been able to sign Dante DiVincenzo. Milwaukee wouldn't have been able to bring in Joe Ingles. Uh, Boston wouldn't have been able to bring in Danilo Gallinari. And Brooklyn would not have been able to bring in Patty Mills, according to these new rules. Uh, the trade that I mentioned between the Clippers and the Blazers last season, Norman Powell and Robert Covington, both would not have been allowed because the Clippers were sending uh, out less salary than they were taking back in. Uh, Alfie man, mind erasers. I love them. Um, as a counter to these spending limitations, the new CBA focuses largely on increasing opportunities for the mass vast majority of teams, both above and below the salary cap. There will be new spending and trade opportunities for teams at the middle and lower spectrum of payrolls. This is good news for the Kings guys, including larger trade exceptions and new and expanded exceptions to the salary. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Cap. Also, there is less punitive damage system for teams at the lower end of the luxury tax. Um, that's pretty good. In an attempt to curve load management and lost games among star players, the NBA is trying eligibility for postseason awards. This is including the MVP award. Uh, you have to play at least 65 games to qualify, which means Kawhi Leonard's never winning another MVP. <laughs> Um, the in-season basketball tournament could arrive as soon as the 2023-2024 season. Uh, the event would include pool playing games baked into the regular season schedule starting in November with eight teams advancing to a single elimination tournament in December. And the final four would be held at a neutral site, potentially Las Vegas. And that would be, what would you say, Calvin, an 83rd game? Yes, the championship game will feature two teams that will play an extra regular season game. The NBA and the NBA PA have also agreed to increases in the upper limits of extensions from 120% increase on the current deal to 140% increase, which could have a significant impact in the Celtics paying a guy like Jalen Brown. Uh, he'll be eligible for a lot more money. And also our own Domas Sabonis could be eligible. I think it's it's 10 plus million dollars more than he would have been eligible for this season if he re-signed. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, all-star center Domas Sabonis. He could currently sign a four-year, $111 million extension with the Kings. With the new rules, that jumps up to four years, $121 million. Wow. 
That's crazy. Uh, the NBA and the NBA PA have agreed to eliminate restrictions that include uh, limiting a team to two designated Supermax contract players on a roster. Uh, teams weren't allowed to trade for a third Supermax player or sign one to a rookie extension. This rule could change, uh, and this could help a team like the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, the Cavaliers currently have two designated Supermax players in Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, and they would not be able to re-sign Evan Mobley to a rookie max extension, but with the new rules, they can do that. That's pretty in, incredible. Calvin, anything here that really stands out to you the most so far? Um, I, I think it's the eligibility for postseason awards, you know, trying to throw a little curve in there that will limit load management, rest, all of that stuff. That Over the past, it feels like a long time, five years or so, you just have had so many big-name guys out, a lot of them for injury, but that's the biggest missing piece, I think, to the NBA right now is is guys just don't seem to make it through a regular season yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, another reason why I continue to praise guys like Anthony Edwards, absolute boss. Uh, what's up, Jay? Good to see you, Jay. Had an incredible Sunday. Didn't do much. Just hung out around the house. Uh, nothing really memorable today, Calvin. What would you do today? Not much. I slept in. Yeah. I, my weekend officially started today, so yeah. it was very nice. Uh, yeah, it's kind of weird we're doing a podcast. The Kings didn't even play today. I know. Yeah, kind of weird. Anyways, um, also, for the first time since the inception of the modern CBA in 1983, the team in the league licensing revenue will now be split meaning uh if the knicks license their logo or their likeness to somebody it would not be included in the revenue split now it will be so that's pretty interesting um they're just pulling all the money together calvin there was a moment where you know shitty teams didn't make a lot of money and the bigger teams would make all the money yep. and they'd beat up on the small teams yep. and then the big teams realized hey if we don't pay the small teams, we don't have anybody to beat up on. <laughs> That's so true. now they have this NBA sharing model, um, which is interesting, Calvin, because I'm pretty sure I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure that um, when they negotiated to keep the Kings in Sacramento, Vivek opted out of the revenue sharing program. I'm not sure on that. But I don't know if that's even allowed. That was just something I heard at the time. So that, that's pretty interesting. Also, there will be an increase to two-way contract slots. Now there will be three two-way contract slots, which is pretty, pretty cool. A uh, couple players that have come from two-way deals recently, Austin Reeves, Alex Caruso, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, uh, Anthony Lamb, Jose, my guy, GTA Alvarado, uh, Lou Dort. Some pretty good players there, Calvin. Yeah. All came up in two-way deals. The agreement landed early Saturday morning after both sides agreed to extend the midnight deadline. And, uh, yeah, wow. New CBA. Almost finished. Huge. Huge, Calvin. It is big. You mentioned, I mean, the most important thing about this is no work stoppage. Yeah. That's that's huge. It's huge for us. That's huge for you guys. That's huge for the Kings. Uh, I mean, dude, I could only imagine, wow, the Kings are good, and then the NBA goes on strike, and it's like, what know, the right? hell is going on here? It would happen that way. What do you think about the midseason tournament? I'm still not really a fan of it. I mean, you know, 
players are going to get 500k a piece, I think, for winning. Mm. That's like a game check for some of these guys. It's I understand the idea behind it, but then it seems to be a little counterintuitive to add an extra game for two teams when load management and rest and all this stuff and getting players on the court yeah. is a big issue with this CBA. I, I know it's only one game, but I, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't really like it. I didn't like the play-in tournament either, so. Shout out to Matthew. Matthew, how is the haircut poll rigged? Let me know. Let me know. How is the whole the haircut poll rigged? I, I would uh, be curious. Um, but, Calvin, I actually like the in-season tournament, or I like the idea of it because I thought it was exciting. Um, I like the, like, neutral location, but I thought it was going to be more than just one game for the neutral location. And it doesn't make any sense to me that, that the tournament games count towards the regular season. That's kind of weird. Um, yeah. I also don't like the prize. I, like you said, 500000 and it's like a game check. Wow, congratulations. Like, yeah. It doesn't seem to be a whole lot of incentive. There should that. be some cooler prizes. The, I mean, they're giving trophies out to everybody. Why couldn't there be a trophy? Why couldn't there be a banner? Like, Oh, there will be a trophy. You know? Guaranteed there will be a trophy. You think there should have been playoff positioning? <sighs> no, I mean, because then what's the point of the play-in tournament? If there's pl- I just don't think you – I don't see – I don't see how it, it benefits anybody to have a midseason play-in tournament. They're not going to be any different games. They count yeah. towards regular season games. I'm failing to see the motivation behind it. I would have liked it if the tournament's final game was during All-Star Weekend and it was the East versus the West. Whoever won got home court in the finals. I, I like that, dude. I think that that's cool. I think that that makes whoever you are incentivized to play hard. Yeah. And it's exciting. Yeah. It makes fans want to watch. Like, honestly, if if you're a fan and you have any any sense of hope that your team is going to compete for a championship, you're watching that game or you're trying to, right? Because yeah, you would think you have something that, that matters. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to do an 83rd game with a $500,000 grand prize. Sounds, it's kind of weird. It sounds weird. Yeah. They need to tweak it a little bit. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on, you know, the new salary cap rules? That's one of those things that, you know, you said, uh, you talked about unintentional effects. That's going to be something that we have, we have to wait and see what happens. Uh, I think it is very interesting adding the third supermax eligible player for a roster, um, and you do want to find some common ground between, you know, the Warriors being able to pay so much into the, into the luxury tax and lower market teams not being able to compete with that. Yep. So uh, we'll have to wait and see just how much of a difference those things make, but I think it's a good uh, start anyway, you know, trying to, to level the playing field, make some even, even ground there. Yeah. I'm still very mixed on the rules. Uh, I'm not a big fan of rules overall. Um, I'm not a big fan of laws overall. I I consider myself a libertarian, and I like the free market system. Um, But I definitely acknowledge the fact that as a small market team, the Kings get screwed uh, in a full free market system where you have players, teams with unlimited payrolls can totally dominate. So I, I definitely understand that, and I want it to remain competitive. Um, I just don't like rules, man. 
I don't like rules. Too much. Gotta, to keep track. Gotta have them. I think it's because I've just been doing my taxes recently, and I'm like, there's so <laughs> many rules, there dude. Are. I can't read so all this stuff. Rules. Like, it's so complicated. It's crazy. Uh, but I'm interested to see how it all works out. Obviously, they're going to continue to uh, keep tweaking uh, everything and, and make yep. it try and make it fair. But overall, I have to say that this helps the Sacramento Kings. So I like it. Uh, Matthew is unhappy uh, with the other option in the hair poll. I mean, it's available. You just got to get people to vote for it. Right? Vote for other? Vote for other. What happens if other wins? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I think that's what he's pointing out. Well, we didn't want to limit it to four haircuts, right? Because we've had a lot yeah. of different options. Yeah. Matthew, this is for you. Yeah. Yeah. I guess what we'll do is if other wins, we'll do a poll of four other haircuts on the ninth. And whichever has the most votes when the haircut starts will, will be the winner. And then I Seems might have fair. to YouTube a video to try and figure <laughs> out how to give that haircut. I'm not going to have any time to practice or prepare. Right. But that's okay. It'll be fun. Uh, bouncer, I do not watch the Masters. I'm a shitty golfer. Um, but I watched the, the tournament here in Maui. Um, Cal, I, I think, uh, whoa, I had Nick up on stage here. I don't know what happened to Nick. But uh, I want to throw it to Nick. Talk to him a little bit, and then I think we're ready to talk about the rest of the schedule. Yeah, let's do it. Nick, what's up, dude? Do, do not bring up today's game. We, not, we're not even going to talk about it. No, we're not talking about it. I don't even want to bring it up. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to say anything about it because, no. I don't even know what you're talking about, Nick. <laughs> yeah, we, we're just not going to talk about it. Don't bring up the game. Don't bring up today's game. I, I'm not going to. What game? There was no game today. What are you talking to say? We're going to get ready for the next game. Nick, what you what'd you do today? I was at the Kings game today. What? Wait, what do you mean? The game against San Antonio. There was no Kings game today. Yeah, there was. <laughs> I don't think so, man. I think you're mistaken. Is that a dead fish? Have you been oh. drinking, Nick? No, I was not. Okay, because I don't think there was a game today. Oh, yeah, there was. Yeah, I don't think so. I think there's a game <laughs> on Tuesday. You want to talk about Tuesday's game against the Pelicans? Yeah. The Red Hot Pelicans. Um, we got to get this. We got to get this win. Yeah, we got to get a win. We got to go for, what, 48 wins, right? Yes, we do. Um, what are your thoughts on the Pelicans this year, Nick? You like the Pelicans or no? Um, well, you just got to get a win. Okay, straight to the point. No matter. What do they need to do to get the win? Well, um, you got to play defense and stay on your man. Yeah, play defense, stay on your man. Nick, you are the Harrison Barnes of podcast guests, dude. You are consistent. You are there. You're right on it every single time. I love it. Yes. And Nick, I had pizza. I had pizza today. You had pizza oh. today. Yeah. What kind of pizza? Pepperoni. Oh wow! You switched it up. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. How many slices did you have? Well, I had. I think it was 
Um, I'm not. I can't remember. I think it was. Oh, that's a lot. You, you how many? You got pizza. Two of them. Two of them. Two, two of them. Okay, Nick, I I booked my tickets to Sacramento today. You did? I did. Yeah. Why not? I'm arriving on uh, the 14th at noon. Yeah. And I'll be there until the 17th. Uh, okay. It's not very long, I guess. I'm uh, leaving. I'm leaving the 17th at noon also. So I'll be there for 72 hours. It's a, yeah, you will. I mean, I, I wish I get to see you. At least I get to see you. Yeah, yeah, you can see us. Nick, uh, do you have you ever been to Picnic Day? You know what Picnic Day is? No. What is it? Oh wow. It's um it's like the largest run stu- largest student run event in the country. It's at UC Davis. Yeah. And it's uh it's on the fifteenth of April. Yeah. Pretty cool, dude. I haven't been for a really, really long time. But I'm going to be in town, and I, I think I might go. Yeah. It's pretty cool, dude. When I was a kid, I went to picnic day, and um, they had uh, they had a cow that had, yeah. a, um, they had to get surgery on its stomach. You know how yeah. you know cows have multiple stomachs, Nick? Yeah. You know how many they have? How many? I don't know. I can't remember. That's why I'm asking you. I think it's four. Four stomachs? Anyway, oh, JN says four. Anyways, this cow had surgery on its stomach, and then they, like, never closed up the hole. So you could go there, and you could, like, stick your hand in the cow's stomach. Oh, wow. Yeah, you could, like, feed it hay, and then it would eat the hay, and then you could, like, stick your hand in the stomach and pull the hay out again. I would not do that. Right? That's a good diet technique. (laughs) No. No, thank you. You don't want to do that? No. Why would I do that? So you're not coming to picnic day? I am. Okay. All right. Cool. It's okay. There's a lot of other things to do. Yeah, I might be doing that technique at the pizza eating contest, Nick. So you might might want to watch out, dude. I'm going to eat a piece of pizza. I'm going to pull it out and keep going. Ah. No, but we're really excited to be in, in town. Um, can you tell us, Deuce and Mo have a podcast on the 14th, is that right? Yeah. live show, I believe. Is that right, Nick? Yes. What, what, where is it? What time is it? I have no idea where it's at. what time is that. You were trying to sell me tickets last time. No, I wasn't. Yeah, you were like $10 tickets. You were trying to sell me. No. Okay, you're just going to deny it, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if you find out that information, let me know, because I'm going to try and go. I will. I think that'd be fun, unless you want to just eat pizza with me and and stick your hand in cow stomachs. Oh. Sounds like loads of fun. All righty. All right, Nick. Uh, I'll admit there was a game today. 
I don't really want to talk about it. It's kind of a sore subject. But um, there's four games left, Nick. How do the Kings get better? How do they get ready for the playoffs? Play defense. Okay. How, how do you do that? Stay on your man. Yeah. Bye-bye. I just want to say, you know, we got, we just got to, you know, play better defense. Play better defense. Okay. All right. Yeah. That sounds good. Uh, the Kings have four Bye. games left, Nick. How many of them do you think they're going to win? Uh, probably all of them. Oh, okay. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Four wins, yeah. four games, no problem. Light the beam, 51 wins for the Kings. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Nick, you uh, you definitely don't seem as happy today as you were on the last stream. You feeling okay? Yeah. You're not stuffy anymore? No. Okay. What are you doing right now? Are you busy? No. You sound distracted. No, I'm not. I'm fine. Sounds distracted to me. Yeah, he definitely no. sounds distracted. I guess nope. just disappointed, right? Yeah. Loss. All right, boys, play Being James. the person. What loss? Uh, all right, King's sleep dreams. Oh, you leaving us? Yeah, sleep dreams. All right, sleep dreams. <laughs> all right, buddy, have a good night, man. You too. Is he, he didn't want to talk about the loss either. <laughs> He's like, these guys are weird. What do you mean? There was a game today. I was at nope. it. I know there was a game. I don't think so. I don't think there was a game today. Um, anyways, Calvin, um, like I said, I, if there was a game today, still don't want to talk about it. So let's move on. Let's talk about the next couple games. Um, Tuesday, we're playing against the Pelicans. Stupid team name. Um, you got any keys to that game? They've got to figure out ways to get stops, get rebounds. You know, at, at this point, like being Nick. too cute. No, but at this point, being too cute with keys to the game, like it, it's over with at this point. It, this playoff run is about to start. You've got to come out ready to play uh, and be able to wall off guys on the offensive glass. I mean, they grabbed a bunch of offensive rebounds today, but too many second chance points allowed, too many points in the paint allowed. Um, it's got to start with effort from the beginning. Yeah, uh, New Orleans is a team that's red hot right now. They've got a lot of really great scores. Uh, I think running more consistent offense, not settling for too many threes early in the game. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one thing if you come out and Kevin Herter hits two in a row or Keegan Murray hits two in a row from the corner. I'm okay with taking a couple more after that. But if you're not able to convert on three-point shots early in the game, you've got to go to the basket. And maybe that means Fox has to get started a little bit earlier. Uh, I think it's got to be a more balanced attack from a shot chart standpoint. I mean, if the Kings lose on Tuesday, Calvin, are we just going to pretend like that game didn't exist? We might have to. We're on a slippery slope here. We just we write games to. off, and we're just like, nope, didn't happen. Well, it helps when you don't fall in the standings or have yeah, to worry about that. That's very, you know? very true. Very true. So, 
four games left. Like I said, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Calvin. That's we got one week left of the regular season. One week yep. left. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone says we got to play better defense, right? We've been saying that for 10 years. <laughs> you got to play better defense. You got to stay on your man. You got to do this. You got to do that. I sound like Nick. How? How can they do that? Again, it comes down to effort, right? And it, it comes down to effort right from the beginning. And it's got to come from your best players. I mean, Davion and Kessler Edwards are great for their roles, right? They come in and they always guard hard uh, and, you know, make things really difficult for offensive players. But when De'Aaron Fox is working his tail off to fight over screens, uh, you know, Sabonis is uh, there to help defensively uh, on drives or, or offensive rebounds. Um, if those guys are putting in the effort right from the opening tip, it will permeate through the rest of the team. I, I really think that it just comes down to effort. It, that's the reason why you see them be so much better defensively in the fourth quarter than in any of the other quarters, because they know that that's winning time. Mm-hmm. Well, winning time can be in the first quarter too, you know? Why, why wait and why make it so stressful? Yeah, It's got to start right from the beginning, and it just takes effort. You think they just need some more coffee before the games, or like why? Why is this maybe, team maybe take that's so why long? Jimmy Butler's so good? Why? Why does it take this team so long to get going? That I really don't have an answer for. I mean, it, that would be something that you would get the feel for being a part of the team and practice every day. You know, it's not like the coaching staff isn't telling them these things. Yeah, I I don't really understand it. And the home struggles, you know, again are another wrinkle to this. Something like, well, we'll just get behind the crowd and let them motivate us. Mm-hmm. You know, that can't be the attitude. You got to do it yourself. Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? Because the home thing is it's like when when you're on the road, you're, you're a visitor. When you're home, you have all the control. You could say, hey, I want to run a practice right before the game and block off everything, and that's okay, and you can do that. I mean, are, are you in favor of – Game day practices? Do you like shoot arounds before a game? Like, what what are your thoughts on that? Like, because that for me is something where it's like, okay, well, if we're we're not shooting well to start off games, and we don't start making buckets until we've already had like twenty, thirty field goal attempts, maybe we have guys coming an hour early, and we do a shoot around before the game starts. Well, I I believe that there's shoot around before every game. There is, but it's not. You know, it's it's like a warm up, not a yeah, shoot around, I mean, shoot around. Hours before a game, I don't think you really need to go through a strenuous workout or a strenuous practice. But in between, days off, things like that, you know, it's a, an interesting topic being in the position that they're in now. You don't want to risk an injury like we saw happen to Malik, Malik Monk today. Yeah, he got KD'd. Uh, you know, whatever it takes to kind of shock some some energy into your team, you know, to get up for a game like this, you might have to do those things. Alfie Man wants to do a scrimmage before the game. What do you think about that? I don't like that idea personally. You think that'll warm them up? Too much risk of a rolled ankle or something like that. Uh, looks like the Suns officially beat the Thunder 128-118, so the Kings will have to play again on Tuesday to lock up that division and the third seed. The Warriors are up 61-58 on the Nuggets at halftime. That's another interesting thing to watch, but I don't think the Kings are going to be moving up to the one seed in the standings. 
Wow, Calvin, four games left to the playoffs, man. I'm excited. This this is we're almost there. We are almost there. Four more streams till the playoffs. Um, uh, <laughs> I want to ask you this question, but I feel like I already know what you're going to say. But you know, if you're the Kings, if you're Mike Brown, you have four opportunities left here. Let's let's call them practice opportunities, right? Because the real game doesn't start until the playoffs. What do you? What needs to happen in these four games for you to feel confident going into the, the playoffs? Um, I, I think offensively, you're obviously not as worried, but you want to be making sure that it's equal opportunity, move the ball, uh, you know, player movement off the ball, all that stuff that the Kings already do very, very well. Practicing good habits, taking care of the ball, taking care of possessions. Um, and then defensively, it's rebounding for me, first and foremost along with getting stops. I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to. It's, it's about tightening everything up, staying disciplined, I guess, would be the biggest thing that I would be preaching to my team. You know, t- not taking any possession off, uh, keeping that focus, that energy, no matter what the score is, no matter who the opponent is, yeah. uh, the whole way through. Are you still in favor in, in maybe resting for any of these four games here? I, I am. I mean, I, I never thought that it would get to the point where they'd be resting with four or five games left, you know. But those two, last two games, I, I am in favor of it, definitely. Get some guys opportunities to get a little bit fresher legs. So if you win Tuesday or Wednesday, you're resting Friday, Sunday. Is that what yeah. you're saying? What yeah. if you don't win Tuesday or Wednesday? Well, again, you got to – look at what the scenarios are and where you are in the standings. I, I don't see them being able to fall out of the three spot. It would have been nice to climb to two. Not that they can't still do that mathematically, but it. I think you have to just take it game by game here. I, I would definitely try to get Sabonis and Fox a little bit of rest, though. I mean, you need a win or you need a loss by the Suns, right? And the Suns, they played the Thunder – uh, today they play the Spurs on Tuesday, then they play the Nuggets Thursday, Lakers Red Hot Lakers Friday, and the Clippers on Sunday. So it's not like they have the easiest schedule. No, they either. don't. Um, you only need them to lose one game, or the Kings need to win one game. What's more important for you? Are are you waiting for them to lose, or are you trying to get that win? No, you're definitely trying to get the win, but that doesn't mean that you can't get the win by also resting guys. Okay. So you're starting, I mean, how many of your five starters are you resting? Are you going to do it all at the same time? Are you going to alternate? No. Uh, for me, the two most important people are Fox and Sabonis. The, that's really what I'm most concerned about. Okay. You know, all the other guys, because of the depth at the wing position, the guard position, um, you know, Kevin Herter, Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes, those guys haven't, they've played a lot of minutes, but they haven't been uh, nearly as heavy or relied upon as Domas and, and De'Aaron, obviously. So yeah. I think you can afford to keep those guys in the lineup, play them fewer minutes, bring the bench in a little bit earlier. But to me, the the goal is your two all-stars. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, Calvin, I think that pretty much wraps us up for today. Um, you got any last thoughts, last words for all the Royal Family members out there? Rough game. The good news is three out of the last four are on the road. 
Yeah. Kings play well on the road. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, our stream is going to be a little bit later, uh, 9.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We will be right after the game on Friday, right after the game on Sunday. That's going to be the one you're going to want to join because it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a party. We're trimming off Calvin's hair. And uh, that's the final game of the NBA regular season, and we'll be getting ready for the playoffs. So thank you all so much for watching. Please don't forget to smash up that like button, hit that subscribe button. Hopefully we'll see you next week for one of the post games. If not, we will see you in Sacramento two weekends from now. Thank you guys so much for watching. In the meantime, go Kings. That's my bouncer.